selling with authenticity. It's building that relationship. Building about the value. Because you want to make that impact. It can make you happy. Elevate others around Welcome us. to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling Podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy. Here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Uh, you know what? There's a lot going on. I haven't dropped this in a while on you, but guess what, Daryl? What, Larry? Next month, as we're recording this, baseball season starts. I'm smelling cut grass. I'm getting into the mood. And go Dodgers. That's all I have. That's that's what's going through my head right now. So dreaming, I had to throw a little sports twist on this. Dreaming of the repeat right there. Hey, uh, this is going to be a great day today on the Selling from the Heart podcast. We're glad you're here. If you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And Larry, I'm excited. It's uh, February as we're recording this, probably coming out in early March, but we are coming up to the resurgence of the Outbound Conference. Oh. I am so excited about being involved in the Outbound Conference coming up in June. Oh, I'm telling you, this is the first thing that comes to mind. Now, I'm a queen geek. So if any of you haven't heard of queen before, go to Google, right? You can just put in queen rock band. This is a sales rock show. And I've just you know, I've been blessed to be involved with it three out of the four years. And last year, obviously, we had to take a Bible on it. So it's outbound 20 slash 21. It's going to be fun. In fact, if you want to join us at the Outbound Conference, which is absolutely a rock show of sales, um, it's going to be fantastic. We'll both be there. Um, you can go to outboundconference.com. And when you get your ticket, you want to do that and take advantage of the early bird discounts, but use the code HEART100, that's the word HEART100, and you actually get $100 off your ticket uh, just uh, for listening to the podcast today, Larry. The, the perks never end. <laughs> We've got a great <laughs> show lined up for you today. I'm uh, really looking forward to introducing our guest. As we get started, though, a huge shout out and a thank you to our friends over at BombBomb. Larry, uh, the ability to put a face in our communications, just so perfect during this season. And I keep finding more and more applications for this every single day. No, the best part of this, Daryl, is to encourage those that are in sales that are deathly petrified to see themselves on video, to actually push them to do it and watch the very first time they do it. You know, they, they kind of squirm in their seat a little bit. And then by the second and third video, it's already, they're already pros at it. Yeah, so we've got a brief word from our friends at BombBomb, and then we're going to dive into a very authentic conversation today. So check this out. Selling from the heart means putting you back into the sales process, your passion, your energy, the emotion you bring, the belief you have in your product or service. Sales is a transfer of emotion. But can that happen if you're hiding behind a keyboard? Will another text-based message in their inbox get you to where you want to go? 
There's a better way and it starts with you. You in front of more people more often through a video messaging platform like BombBomb. We want to guide you along the Selling from the Heart process. Sign up for a free trial of BombBomb at bombbomb.com or sign up for a demonstration and sell from the heart by being face-to-face with more people more often. What a powerful message. Oh, so, so powerful. And putting a face behind this, rehumanizing business, just huge fans of our friends over at BombBomb. Go, you see it scrolling across the bottom of the screen, bombbomb.com slash heart. Get 14 days absolutely free. It's a great way to communicate authentically. And if we're going to be authentic, we need to persuade authentically. And that is a beautiful segue (laughs) and transition to our guest today. Larry, why don't you introduce Jason Cutter and let's dive in. Oh, we're going to have a blast with Jason Cutter today. So I, I'm going to tell you, grab some, grab some paper and grab a pen. You meet some of the most coolest people through social. I would say, you know, like minds somehow attract other like minds. And Jason and I both found our ways to each other. Uh, obviously, his book, Authentic Persuasion, piqued my interest, obviously, for selling from the heart reasons. And we spent some time to get to know each other. Just a true kindred spirit. Jason Cutter, welcome to Selling from the Heart. Thanks, guys, for uh, having me. It's I, I literally feel like all roads have led here with both of our paths. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's fascinating, especially because a lot of times it's like, oh, well, that's competitors, right? That's somebody else who does what I do. And they have a book that's like, like when I was writing my book, everyone's like, oh, have you read Larry's book? Selling from the Heart? <laughs> It's who already been it? done. I'm like, oh, that doesn't help my imposter syndrome at all. Like, of course, let me go check it out. Um, and I think this is this is a testament to your hearts and my heart and what we do. Like, just come together and just make everything better. So, oh, that's a kumbaya moment, Darryl. It really is, and and this is a movement <laughs> of authenticity. And um, Jason, you know the question that every guest the Selling from the Heart podcast answers at the beginning of the episode. I'm really curious what your take on uh, take on this question is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? For me, selling from the heart is coming from a place of service and empathy towards other and not sympathy, but empathy where you, you understand what somebody might be going through and you want to leave their situation better than you found it. Um, and you see sales as a service and a duty. It's something you do for somebody and with somebody, not to somebody. Mm. Oh, Daryl. So, so, so good. You used a couple really key words is the service and the empathy. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think sometimes, and, I, and this might be a good way to peel this back just real quickly is I talk a lot about service, but I also talk a lot about to serve. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a there's a distinguishing difference between both of them. But I like how you tied in service and empathy, because I believe it's truly caring about the things that they care about, because people sense that Jason immediately. And I know this ties in a lot, you know, at the cornerstone of your book with, you know, persuasion. But I think we lose sight of that. We lose sight of what's it mean to serve and are we leading that conversation with empathy? Yeah, and I think that's where like the subtitle of the book I know we're gonna talk about is transform from order taker to quota breaker. A lot of people fall into a sales role or in life in general, and they're just, they have the empathy, they get it, they can feel the people's pain, 
right? They want people to be in a better situation, but they're missing the second form part of the formula, which is to serve, be in service to like take that action step and actually facilitate something um, and not just be all, you know, all heart, but it's something, right? Selling from the heart. It's not just heart. Yeah, that's so good. You know, Jason, I love your story, by the way. You've got, Jason, you've got such a cool story going from marine biologist to internationally renowned sales coach and uh, expert. I mean, where, that along that journey, of course, we all found ourselves in sales. Where was that moment where you realized something is really broken here and we need to fix it? Um. You know, it really like the the broken and need to fix it was really when I was in the later stages prior to becoming a consultant and starting my business, but being in an organization and just seeing what was done internally, it wasn't such an issue like with how it was being sold. But what I saw was that over the years, so many customers, potential customers coming into let's say the call center over the phone and you could just hear the fear and the walls up because of how they had experienced the world and we've mm. all had that and salespeople who sit down in a sales seat and bring all of their baggage as a customer and all the stuff they hate and like you could just see how broken the 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 the, the sales profession even though it's not a profession because mm -hmm. there's no prof you know, guiding body. Um, but the act of sales in the world, is just like how it's done just doesn't, doesn't work. It works, but it doesn't work. That mm -hmm. makes sense. So, I, I mean, it's, it's interesting when you say that it works, but it doesn't work. Because um, oftentimes I'll use, you know, the whole terminology sales is broken as well. And I mean, let's just peel this back for a moment. Yeah, I mean, looking at it through you know, the selling from the heart lens or the authentic persuasion lens is where do you feel sales has gone wrong and that sales is broken? Um, you know, I think, oh man, there's so many, so many different ways. Um, <laughs> where you know, do you start? I, where do I start? Um, you know, I, I think the, the main underlying thing that causes it to, let's say, go wrong or feel broken right which is essentially when it feels gross as a customer it just feels mm -hmm. gross and mm -hmm. afterwards it just feels like something bad happened to you or you're unhappy with the decision you made at the hands of somebody who sold you something right it doesn't yeah. always have to be that way but if we're talking about that lens of kind of that negative framework um it's it's really a couple of things the main one is that somebody in sales that's triggering that is pretty much only looking out for themselves. They've defaulted to the human nature of survival and self-centeredness, which we all have. We're all human beings and our primal brain only cares about one thing and that's survival and procreation and nothing else matters. And so if you default to that when you're selling, then it's, I'm gonna win and I don't really care what happens to you and I'll do it at any expense. And I mm -hmm. think that's what triggers that. And because that just keeps perpetuating and because most companies are absolutely terrible at onboarding, training, managing, coaching, mentoring, and leading people down a different path. Um, it just keeps repeating this cycle and just people don't know better and they default to what they think works. And then it just keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you begin? I mean, we've got a great audience of sales professionals here that are dedicated to being authentic, but I think what you said is right. We all have this natural default towards survival, right? Mm -hmm. There is that yep. 
there's that that instinct and and I think to have a heart of service requires that we are continually aware of that and you know continually checking ourselves um we were talking to the uh to the intensive participants yesterday about just before and after an appointment like what's the head talk what's what's going in coach us a little bit in, in terms of um you know as sales professionals who want to be more authentic that want um you know to rise above that base nature what are some things that you would coach us to do to bring more authenticity into our uh, engagements? So I think the the first thing is that self-awareness piece. The authenticity for me is, is under the umbrella of self-awareness. So you have to understand mm-hmm. who you are, your strengths, your fears, where those fears come in, right? Your own primal fears um, that, like I said, that baggage you have as a customer in the world prior to even starting in a sales role, mm-hmm. um, which we've all had that experience. Mm-hmm. And then we bring that with us, either what we liked or didn't like. And then um, I think the other thing to help make that shift too is it's a focus on abundance, right? Seven billion people on the planet. I don't need to convince you. I don't need to trick you. I don't need to manipulate you because there's enough other people out there who would be my ideal client. And so it's making that shift, although it's a dangerous fine line because I see a lot of people who are then on the order taking end of the scale relying on and planting their flag in abundance, which is, well, I'm just not going to ask for any sales because Jason said there's enough people on the planet. And it's like, well, then you're going to be homeless in abundance uh, and not, you know, uh, selling from that place. Right. So there's a balance of like, if you're the right prospect and I can help you, then it goes into that duty and responsibility piece, which Mm -hmm. is, I owe it to you. And if Mm -hmm. I don't help you, I failed you. Otherwise, if it's not a good fit, abundance says, I don't need to force a square peg in a round hole. Mm -hmm. uh, And instead, I'm just going to come from a place of abundance and then be myself instead of pretending to be sales person that I think I should be and forcing things. Daryl, the the first I'm listening to what Jason's saying, you know, we start talking about self it's right Mm -hmm. in in order to really understand this is to know thyself, right? And I'll even go a step farther and throw in the L word is to know thyself is to love thyself. Mm -hmm. And I think deep down inside, and I'm saying deep, deep down inside many in sales, they know what's right. I firmly believe they know what's right, but they get caught up in the head trash, right? They get caught up in, I would say that, you know, we're all products in the environments that we were raised in. Well, salespeople, Mm -hmm. I firmly believe are products in the environment they're raised in. So it's always playing at them, right? Deep down inside, I know what I really should be doing, but the head talk goes, well, you know what? I got to make this sale. I need to do this. I have to do this. And it's always conflicting. Yeah. And and I think one of the big things too is, is very few people I've met some, but not a lot. Cause I ask a lot of people this question, very few people as a kid, are, are growing up and going, you know what? I want to sell stuff to other people when I get older. And I'm mm-hmm. really going to dial this in and I'm really going to make this a profession. I love getting people to buy things. Like very few people do that. Like on my podcast, I ask everybody, like, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Baseball player, uh, you know, <laughs> doctor, all, you know, uh, astronaut, right? Not B2B software as a service sales professional. Mm-hmm. Like that, that hasn't come up yet. Um, and so what happens is, is that you just, you're just kind of winging it. Uh, and then defaulting, right? And not loving yourself yeah. and not understanding what it takes, what a true professional 
would look like in sales. Hmm. That order taker, describe the order taker, because I think your, your twist on that is really uh, cool in the contrast to an authentic professional. So draw that out a little bit for us, order taker versus authentic professional. Sure. So the order taker to me, and again, this isn't a derogatory negative, like you are always this. It's usually mm -hmm. just a state of affairs for a salesperson. If you, mm -hmm. you can also, you can pretty much just look at the stats. I can look at the stats and go, okay, you're an order taker. You're taking the easy sales, the laydowns, the people who are walking up or on the phone that say, oh, hi, Jason, here's my <laughs> money. Please take it. I'll take whatever you're selling, right? Like that, those are great. You can't live on that. That closing percentage is low. They, they never cancel, um, you know, they're, they're good long-term clients, but they're laydowns, they're easy deals. And so the order taker, that's their current state. And what happens is they're generally really good at rapport, really good at relationship building, really good at empathy, although fascinating enough, uh, not usually very good at discovery and asking questions because that feels too obtrusive a lot of times. So they're mm -hmm. very light and surfacey, but they really don't go deep because they're afraid of confrontation and triggering that feeling. Yes. Um, and then what happens is they're taking it. And, and for me, my experience of order takers and especially researching it and working with so many people is that what happens again, we go back to the baggage and the experience people have before they get into sales, right? You're a salesperson or uh, you're a customer and you go to a car dealership and you want to buy a car. And we have the experience most people have at car dealerships and you leave with a car, but you feel gross and you uh, are, you do not like the thought of having to go buy another car. You do it, Defenses are up, but you, you, you don't want that. And you don't like lots of questions because you know if somebody's asking you questions as a salesperson, you're a customer, then they're just trying to get at you and then figure out ways to convince you. And so that person ends up in, in a sales role and they don't want to do that, right? They follow the mm -hmm. golden rule. Do unto others as you, you want done to you. And that means as a salesperson, they want to treat other people like they want to be treated as a customer, which is nice, pleasant, but not effective at the persuasion, the closing, the selling to the right people. Hey, hey we, I just got to play a game really quick before we, before we get to the persuasion part of this. This is just, I don't, this is my brain's going off in a different direction, but uh -oh. follow along because I think we're going to have a blast with this. Is uh, I told you, Jason, you never know what's going to happen when you come on the podcast. So this is one of those moments. Is this, I want to play on this order taker just for a moment because a, I think it's a serious thing that we just need to peel back for a moment is if somebody's has a mirror, right? And they're reflecting a mirror, they're looking at themselves, right? And they're going, I am an order taker if, mm -hmm. right? Let's fill in the blanks for a moment. I'm going to throw this back at you. So, you okay. know, here's a, a salesperson's looking in the mirror. They're listening to this podcast. And they go, I am an order taker if. What are a couple things that would flash through their minds when they say, I'm an order taker when what? Um, I am an order taker if I focus on building a lot of rapport because I feel like if people like me, then they'll trust me and then they'll buy from me, which fundamentally that is true, right? People will buy from people they know, like, and trust, right? Like our friend Bob Berg says, right. but they lean all on the like not right the not on the it. trust um yep yeah and and, and hoping that's enough um mm -hmm. you, you, i'm an order taker if i don't like the thought of asking for the sale or moving someone forward uh mm -hmm. i'm an order taker if i absolutely dread and freeze up at the thought of 
them asking questions or objections. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an order taker if I don't like to ask questions because it feels obtrusive and I also don't want to trigger them to get upset and and push back um, like they're getting the third degree. Uh, let's see. Um, I'm hey, an order like taker. Daryl, one more, one more, Jason. I'm liking this. Daryl, you like yeah. it? Um, <laughs> you might so be an I, order taker if. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm an order taker if the clients who do sign up absolutely love me and we form a great relationship, even if I don't sell very many people. Um, but mm-hmm. those clients never cancel or are always like a part of it. And we can talk about that as a side thing. I think a good sales professional actually has cancels and refunds and people who after the fact end up not buying. And we can talk about that wild thought, uh, which is in the book. Um, But if everybody you sign up stays long-term, it's usually a sign that you didn't do much persuasion. They already knew what they wanted and then you just took the order. Interesting. I really, you know, going back to the, the, you know, the famous line we all quote in salespeople buy from people they know, like, and trust. I think this, you know, no, we want to get on someone's radar. Like, of course, of course, you know, we want some, some relational rapport, Mm -hmm. but there's also the trust. And I, you know, I, we've said this over and over again on the podcast, authenticity is a two-sided coin. There's authentic relationship and authentic trust. And those two have to be there in order for authenticity, you know, for sales to move forward. Otherwise, it's like you're saying, it's just like, I'm just going to go out there and get people to like me. And, um, you know, this isn't a, this isn't a, this, this is, or or the other side of it, there's the other side of it where it's like, well, I got to do is go out and bring some insight. And if I bring some ideas to the table, then I should win. And it's kind of funny, Larry and I sit side by side in this podcast because Larry leans heavily to the relational side. I lean heavily to the value side, but that's where <laughs> yeah. I think these two things coming together are where the, you know, where the beautiful things happen, where there is a relationship, where you can challenge, where you can bring ideas. And, mm-hmm. and it's not just an exchange of friendship and goodwill. It's also an exchange of ideas and strategies and back and forth. Yeah, well, I think I, I completely I completely agree. And I think a lot of times people default and end up in the friend zone if mm-hmm. they're not careful, yeah. where they've mm-hmm. got a really good friend, but then sometimes when you get in the friend zone, they don't trust you as a salesperson for the yes. same reason you wouldn't necessarily invest your money with your cousin who just became a financial planner. You're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 we're not gonna do that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. Um, you know, I see a lot of salespeople end up in the friend zone, they've got a new Facebook friend, they're sharing recipes. And that person doesn't want to buy from them. Hey, Daryl, you know what? Um, and, and I think where you were, this is such golden stuff. I mean, I could geek out and talk about this all day long. But I think what Daryl was saying, and, and it was going into, you know, this whole, the whole premise behind the book and the title of your book, Authentic Persuasion. But I think some of that ties in. There's this, you know, in the short time that we have remaining, can we just help us peel back for our listeners the whole concept between authentic persuasion versus that manipulation. Can you just share yeah. a few nuggets with us, please? Yeah. So, you know, manipulation is very clearly defined as when you're doing something to something else for your benefit and not it. So one thing is you think manipulation, like I'm manipulating clay to make a bowl. The clay has no choice. The clay does whatever I want. That's manipulation, manipulating wood, 
clay people, right? Persuasion could be taken either way. The definition is pretty vague. I focus on positive persuasion, which is I'm going to persuade you to do something that benefits you. And as a result, it should also benefit me, but that's not my primary focus. Um, and so that's the big thing. And persuasion for me is all about, an authentic persuasion is all about understanding what the other person needs or wants, where they're at, where they want to be, and then walking them through that process and guiding them there as a professional and making the recommendations, diagnosing, then prescribing the solution to them, and then helping them cross the finish line, right? Not the order taker, not here's a bunch of solutions. Here's the brochure. Here's the features and benefits. I'll send you an email. If you want this, let me know. I'll follow up with you next mm -hmm. week. It's you need this based on what you told me. I just asked you a whole bunch of questions. And based on that, I think I have the solution. Here's what it is with this. Here's what your life will look like, which I call the hope stage. And then based on that, the urgency is, Let's go ahead and get this moving forward. It's very assumptive as a professional who really cares and is coming mm -hmm. from that place of service. Yeah, you definitely earn the right. And I, you know, when I hear the word persuasion, I also think uh, of another word, influence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so much in the selling from the heart world, we have a lot of leadership people onto this podcast because I truly believe that sales professionals are leaders. And the job of a leader is mm -hmm. to influence people, yep. right? And sales, same way, right? It's a matter of relationship and casting vision, relationship, casting vision, uh, rapport and insight. And this um, authentic persuasion, I just, I love the title and all of it, uh, that just concept of saying, we have got to be authentic because if I really care about you, if I really care about your business, um, if I really care about your success, I'm going to do the homework and I'm going to bring some ideas and you know what? I'm going to push back um, sometimes and sometimes I'm going to walk away. And these are all things that the order taker would never do because it might ruin the relationship or make somebody uncomfortable or uh, whatever. But I'll tell you what, my best friends um, that are people that I really care about, I'll push back because I love them. Right. And this, this is the, the L word that Larry likes to bring into this conversation um, is it feels a little touchy feely, but there's an aspect of loving and truly caring about people that there are, there are moments where, where, you know, we're genuine, honest and, um, and straightforward with them. And we, we look out for each other. And I think maybe that mindset of saying, I want to be a servant, but I also want to just, I want to look out. I look out for my people. You know, I look out for my clients. What a great, ah, Jason, I love this, man. Then like Larry said, we could talk about this all day. <laughs> I want our listeners, I want every listener to go out right now and get your copy of Selling with Authentic Persuasion. Um, you can find it where all fine books are sold or also on jasoncutter.com. Fantastic mm -hmm. resources on the website. Jason, thank you so much for being a kindred spirit. And thank you for sharing time with us today. This has been fantastic. Oh, well, thanks for having me. And more than that, thanks for the work your guy, you guys are doing and the other people out there with the, this kind of message. I mean, uh, that's that's what uh, I love the most is getting more and more of this out there to help shift that the way that sales is done. So thank you guys for uh, for what you're doing. Oh, man. No, you're, you're a true kindred spirit. True, yeah. true kindred spirit, Jason. Thank you. Awesome, Jason. It's been a pleasure. Well, uh, hey, Larry, the movement uh, of creating a movement of authenticity in the sales profession 
uh, continues to roll forward. And I think, you know, it's kindred spirits like Jason um, out there that are saying, hey, you know what? Authenticity is more than a buzzword. Authenticity is real. It's got substance. Um, it's uh, It's got grit. And uh, when we start combining compassion with um, genuinely uh, caring to bring yeah. insight and um, ideas and and help to the table, we got you. Know, we got the formula. Yeah, and and you know where where I would encourage our listeners to to really you know digest what Jason was bringing to the table is it's okay to have healthy conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that ties in with you know the core foundations in authentic persuasion is, you know, Jason talked about it's that self-awareness piece that's so near and dear to us. But I, I think, yeah, I love the whole concept of order taking. I mean, God, we, I, we could have went on for days on order taker. I'm an order taker if, but it's okay to engage in conversation that gets somebody to stop and think and help them along the way because a true caring sales professional is going to do that. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So that's the gut check this week. Um, you know, ask yourself, put yourself in the mirror. Am I an order taker uh, or am I an authentic persuader? And uh, this is this is a this has been a really good conversation. I feel challenged to my core uh, <laughs> and all of that. Uh, you thought we did this podcast for you. We actually do it for ourselves and you. We're all in this <laughs> yeah, journey yeah, together. Yeah. After the podcast, Daryl and I both lay on the virtual couch and then and then we just like start thinking. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Selling from the Heart. Uh, we hope to see you at the Outbound Conference. Go to outboundconference.com. Use the promo code HEART100 to get $100 off your early bird ticket. And uh, that's going to be up in uh, coming up in June. We can't wait to see you there. Till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value. Be an authentic persuader. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.